Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. Carmen Serre de Duzel has always been a woman who follows the beat of her own drum. She speaks her mind, follows her gut, and has an unparalleled eye when it comes to making unexpected sartoile combinations work. The godmother of the high-low fashion mix, she famously and fearlessly combined the most basic pair of stonewashed denim jeans with a Christian Lacroix haute couture top that featured a beaded and bejeweled cross for Anna Winter's very first American Vogue cover as the magazine's editor-in-chief back in 1988. It was a watershed fashion moment that people point to as the harbinger of modern fashion, where wearing off-the-rack garments with custom pieces is not just permitted, it's expected, and encouraged as a way of expressing one's true character through their clothing. Carlin made the street not only chic, but cool. Born in Saint-Tropez in the south of France, as soon as she could, Carlin got herself to Paris, the heart of the fashion action. There, she let her inane sense of style speak for itself, first at Mary Claire and then at Elle, before she left the United States to work at American Vogue. She's an instinctive layerer. I know that isn't a real word, but Carlin is famous for making up her own, so I'm sure she would approve. She loves to pile on the accessories and clothing until the look is just right, even if that means very little layering at all. Her career is also multi-layered. She is a stylist, fashion director, and creative consultant all rolled into one slender powerhouse. Carlin has worked with the best photographers and designers in the business, from Irving Penn and Richard Avedon to Patrick de Marchelier and Stephen Meisel. Helmut Newton even captured her on film at her most dramatic. And she has shaped the iconic visual identity of both Versace and Chanel during the 1990s, and today gives Jeremy Scott's Moschino collections her unique polish. Carlin and I cut up over tea in the heart of Paris, just off the Rue Saint-Honoré, in a busy little cafe. And while there are lots of things I admire about her, perhaps what I admired most is that even after so many years as an insider at the top of the fashion pyramid, she still sees herself as an outsider. She calls it like she sees it, and what an eye she has. Caroline, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go back to the beginning. I know you've answered this question a million times before, but when did you first get excited about fashion and this idea of doing what you do today? I'm always obsessed by fashion, always. I don't know why, because I I have this lack to have been born like this. Um, Things that I have inside of my body is mean the science of style and loving fashion so I, I, you were born with it born with this i've the luck to, lucky to have been born with this i don't know so i always have been passionate i never have studied fashion at all but i was obsessed and fa- and, and i want to go to fashion that's it but you were born in Saint, in the south of france in saint-tropez right uh, yeah i've been raised in uh, lagarde Freinet, we mean next to saint-tropez I was in school in Lagarde Frenet in Saint-Tropez and after by correspondence at my house. How did you make the switch from Saint-Tropez where you know, the fashion must have been quite relaxed or was it relaxed back? No, no, my, my parent was divorced so my father went, asked my sister and me to come back to Paris to leave Place du Palais Bourbon where we were living. So my sister was working very well. She went in Lycée Victor Duruy 
and me put me at what you call a boîte à bac called uh, le corpolès. Mm -hmm. So I always tell my father, you know, okay, you can pay the school with private until there will be 50. I will never work. I will never study. I'm mm -hmm. not interested. I want to go to fashion. Mm -hmm. That's it. Faster. Okay, so then how did you get your first job? How did you get into... By the stepmother of my sister, Jacqueline Benard, who was an absolutely lovely lady. She was editor-in-chief of uh, Marie Claire. So I began as an assistant of Betty Bertrand, okay. who was one of the best fashion editors. Uh, merveilleux. Mm -hmm. Good school, I must say. Very mm -hmm. good school. How long you did learn you to do that? everything. I don't remember. Oh, don't I don't know date and I don't... Yeah. Perhaps two or three, two years, mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about then what you do? I mean, what is it that you bring to... What is your talent? What is it that you bring to a shoot? What is it that you... Everything is inné, comme on dit en France. Everything comes from inside. Mm -hmm. And I'm, everything is in my head, but I'm not someone who prepares things like uh, some people do Polaroid. You don't do mood boards and things no, no, like that? No, 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 no. I hate, I hate mood board. I hate hate this, I never look at old movie to be inspired, mm -hmm. I never look at, I can't, this is all in my head of the culture that I have for my mother, mm -hmm. and, and everything is in me, Moi, je, I am ex, I'm totally, um, I do everything by instinct, mm -hmm. everything is instinct, I mm -hmm. never prepare things, I don't know what I'm going to do, to and I will never do the same thing today that I will do yesterday or I will do tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'm totally instinctive and I work for the people who is in front of me. I always try to put the woman at her best. So you wouldn't say that you have a signature style? I mean, Of you course, I okay. call self-style. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have created a style that I call self-style. I have never in my life do a total look of a designer. Mm -hmm. I always mix it because I love the street scenes. I am born, I look at everything, my eyes are wide open, I look at everything, 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 everything. I walk, I am in the street all the time, all the time, all the time. So I always have take, you know, I take things that I love and I mixed it with classic things. This is what I've done all my entire life. That's very true. Do you think, though, that street style is still inspirational now when you have so many people who are going to the shows who are buying, you know, straight I don't know, for me it's not... What they wear is not his style. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's no personal style. Yeah. Do you have to go further afield to find real personal style now? I mean, you can't hang out in the same, maybe the major cities to find it? I don't know. I don't see a lot of personal style personally. Anyway. Anymore? No, not really. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some, yes, but uh, no. I will tell no. And you've worked with some of the most incredible photographers Mm -hmm. In the history of photography, I mean, you name from Avedon to Penn to Stephen Meisel to Patrick to every, I mean, everybody. Peter. Oh, yeah, Peter. I mean, and you. Mayo. And everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there isn't anybody that you didn't work with, quite frankly. I want to kind of ask you how you adapted yourself to, because they're all very distinctive in their style as well. How do you adapt yourself as a quote-unquote stylist to... Me, I am extremely normal. I'm very straight. I always tell what I think. But sometimes it's extremely difficult because people don't take it. Uh, sometimes when I, when I think it's a truth and I tell, people don't like to, to hear the truth, but I don't care. I am like this. I cannot be on the left and right. I'm absolutely straight and I always tell what I think. So, and I'm extremely normal, so I always manage to have a good relation because I speak normal. And if I don't like, I, I tell that I don't like. I'm, I'm not like going, I can't. I am normal. Okay. I'm straight to the point, always, always, always. What is not easy in life? It's not easy to be straight to the mm -mm. point. No. no but I always have been like this, and I will never change. And is that why, would you say that you, I think you and Stephen have one of the 
longest and most collaborative relationship. Yeah, we have extremely good relations. Yeah. What what is it about him that the reason why you connect maybe more strongly and want to work together more often than maybe anybody else? I love else? what he do. He love what I do. That's it. <laughs> he trusts. I trust, and I'm always, uh, you know, astonished about what he do. I think he's the best photographer in the world. Mm. Um, we were talking about street style and people there are less and less today. Do you think that? Like you said, Inni, are you born with being chic and having a style, or can you be taught something like that? Style? I think you, you need to have this inside of you first. Mm. Okay. You, you need to have this instinct. By example, mm-hmm. I always repeat the same thing, but someone who is born with a voice, mm-hmm. he has to work on this voice and be, become a, you know, a singer. But I always think that you have to... Uh, to trust what you have inside. By example, I love to cook, but I have never in my life opened a cookbook. Mm-hmm. I do everything with instinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I always, I trust my instinct total. And each time I don't trust, I am an idiot because I should have trust. I always trust what I... Uh, I love my freedom and I'm, I always have been an outsider. I've never been... I mean... I am in this fashion thing, but I'm an outsider. I've never been too much mixed. In you wouldn't, this. you wouldn't play the game, as it were, and try and, you know. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, you no, speak no, your no, truth. no, no. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, and sometimes that works, and sometimes that doesn't. Yeah. Where it really worked was with the uh, the famous, and I'm gonna have to ask the question: the famous first cover of Anna for Vogue, where you mixed jeans with couture, la croix. Yeah, Anna um, asked me to do the couture. It yeah. was his first. Uh, so she asked me uh, with Peter Lindbergh to do, so we were Place de la Concorde, with Michaela, lovely, lovely Israelian girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, as I always mix a thing, because it's too much, you know, the, the entire look, I don't like. This is fine for your runway, but not for the street, not yeah. for the street. The real world. The real, the street, you don't, you don't put everything. Uh, no, ça marche pas. So I don't remember if it was her own gene or my gene, and I said, put the jean on, that's it. And boom, voila, this is what happened. Because I think it was, and this why, is what you wear as a couture, I'm sorry. And why do you think that that made the cover shot? I mean, I imagine you must have shot a lot of different things. What was it? Did Was Anna completely like, oh, this is perfect? No, I shot it just like this. I have never put the skirt. Yeah. Just like this. Really? Yeah, of course. Don't because give them <laughs> No, because I trust what I do. And I, I, I love that she suddenly, she's a beautiful girl. She has this T-shirt all brodé. I mean, it's not it gorgeous. T-shirt. Yeah. And a jean. This is the way you wear the same. Mm-hmm. And my point of view for this T-shirt, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you and Peter really created the supermodels to a certain extent? I mean, you were bringing them all together, doing these group shots, really... No, I think it, I think a lot of people have created this uh, supermodel. You know, Jenny, Alaya, Carl, mm-hmm, uh, uh, we all create these uh, things. Uh, uh, Steven, uh, my, uh, all the photographers. I mean, of course, at this time, it was Peter, Steven. But, you know, Alaya created supermodel total. Jenny, you know, Mm-hmm. It was this time. They were gorgeous, the girl. We have so many, f- so much fun. They love fashion. Mm-hmm. They love. Yeah, but they were really interested in fashion. Yes, it wasn't just a job. It absolutely, was a, a fighting to have the best dress. I mean, this is what I love. You know, mm-hmm. when everybody is poor in his own uh, person. Is that still the case? Do you think? I know we went through a time where the models they just were kind of interchangeable. It's not exactly the same change. How, how do you? I feel don't know how to explain. Okay. I don't know. No. Do you think that Instagram and the social media has changed um, the way models are? I don't know what changed, but because, you know, sometimes I address a girl and and the girl Lee and I said, "Me, did you look at you in the mirror?" 
because I always work with a mirror of the full length. Mm-hmm. And they tell me, no, I say, you don't see you should look at you to, 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 to have latitude mm-hmm. that you need for this. They tell, ah, okay. It's always shocked me. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to know how you look. So think. when you have the thing on, you need the attitude to go with this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Before, where is it? I don't know. I don't know. That's surprising considering that with social media and Instagram that, that, would, that people wouldn't want to be checking themselves out all the time. I agree. <laughs> what do you think about all of the, the change? Has that really changed what you do as a, as a stylist or, or the industry because of social media? Is there, has that really shifted the way you work at all? I don't know how to answer this, but you know, I am not a stylist, you know, mm. I, I, I create my own story. I have never been someone who dress a girl and uh, leave behind the photographer. Mm. I create my own story, everything is in my head, and the girl is very important. I cannot do the same on a, a one girl than another. My, I always have created a story for this particular girl. Mm-hmm. If the girl was suddenly sick or something, I was cancelling my story because what I have in my head was not fine for another girl. Mm. So I always have create story in my head. So, so the girl dictates how the story that you create in your head. Yeah, I want this girl because the style of the clothes that I'm going to show are exactly for this girl. Mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. And all the attitude and the picture are extremely important in the created of the picture because I know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And I know all the position women are and I know all the attitude and everything. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about when Carl Agerfeld called you? What was it? An, an eccentric? I love this line. An, a classic eccentric. Classic eccentric. Yeah, but he, he totally get me perfectly. Yeah. Me, completely. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And, yeah, for me that was right on. Me, perfectly. Carl was the most intelligent and uh, and smart person that I've met. I mean, he was he catch me totally because. Of course, I'm an assignment. I'm a classic total. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very yeah. true. What would you say to somebody today who wants to do what you do? I mean, I know stylist doesn't really define you, but at least move in that direction. I know. I, 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 each time they ask me I this, know, question, this question, you I don't ask. know what I can answer because all you have it inside and everything. Me, I work, I repeat by instinct. I don't know how to explain what mm-hmm. I'm going to do because I don't know myself. When I have the girl in front of me, I'm like a painter. Mm-hmm. I dress the girl and I put accessories on because it's it's come uh, it's come like this. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot explain to someone how to learn this. If you have it inside, you have it. If you don't, uh, I don't know. You can't help them. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. Me, I don't know how to explain this. They all ask me the question, but I don't know how to answer this. Insta. Insta. Okay. Oui. Okay, okay, okay. And so what's exciting you right now? Is there a particular designer or a particular style? Or a particular I'm always excited by everything. I tell you, I look at everything. I look at everything. I go everywhere. I look. I go in the shop. I look. I walk a lot. So I see the street. I, j'adore. I love my freedom. I love to walk. I love to see everything. I watch people, the way they dress, the way they attitude, everywhere, in airport, everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Would you say that your job has evolved over the years? At what? Your job has it, it has it changed all over the years? Or are you are you doing exactly what you did today, doing today as you did from the no, when I you think first the started? No, me, I'm still the same. Yeah. But I think, uh, by example, magazine change. Okay. How so? By, by example, I don't think it's personal style anymore. I think it just takes uh, the number eighty three of Chanel or the number uh, three of uh, Prada, and they put the total look on the girl. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't see any mixed in the picture. You know, what I love always is when the, the woman was telling me, oh, I love so much, I, I take the, the sheet of the magazine because I want to look exactly like this. Nothing for me is the best compliment as this. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the pullover was pink, they want the pink. If they, if they just sell it in beige, they don't want the beige. They want to look exactly what I saw in my picture, what I see it's a big compliment. But I don't see this anymore because it's always the, the look of the runway is put on the girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have even internet. On the, even on the streets, it's like you have... A, a lot, a lot. If you go to Couture, by example, last week, you yeah. see all the girls wearing exactly the same because they think it's... Uh, I mean, well... It's, it's, a, it's a way of... If they don't have style, it's a way of maybe buying style because they're getting the total look, so they think that they have style. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, yeah. Of course. But for me, style has never been a question of money. Mm-hmm. I always have a mixed, very expensive and very low price. Mm-hmm. I think this is the way a woman always should dress. But I say, this is my... Uh, because you can mix, you know. I remember buying things really kind of a gap, uh, unique. People tell me, oh, so divine. Is this? I don't want to tell the designer. I said, no. Yeah. I mean, it's a way you traficotage. Mm-hmm. This is what I call my traficotage à moi. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't... It's not because you have a very important name and expensive clothes on you that you are chic. Ce n'est pas vrai. Mm-hmm. You no, can be chic true. with a black turtleneck and a black pants, a, a jewelry and a bag, and, and you can be look absolutely perfect. And I think they, some should do this better than to wear <laughs> what we see sometimes. Yeah, how, it's all how you put it all together. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me ask you the five generic fashion questions. So first of all, what is the favorite piece of clothing that you own above? I don't have one. You don't I have a million <laughs> because I collect everything. So uh, I have a collection of every single thing, going from the jewelry to the clothes. I mean, it's, it's insane what I have. I Where have like a museum. Where do you keep um, it all? I have a storage. Okay. Probably costs more for the storage than your apartment it's in New York. It's <laughs> incredible what is inside. It's incredible. It's, it's, it, it, the, the Chanel collection that I have is absolutely gorgeous. I was talking to Michelle, who's doing an exhibition uh, soon of all of her Comme des Garçons clothes. I was, so is that something that would ever interest you, like doing an exhibition of all of your pieces and putting something well, like that Think about this, like thinking about doing a book. You know, many people ask me to do a book. So, I mean, it will be not one book, it will be four books for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, no, for the moment... Um, for the moment, they're going to stay in your closet. Yeah, you know, I don't need to do so exactly what I have. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm happy to have them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to show what I have. I mean, sometimes I show it in Instagram because suddenly I like, so I do a picture. But even what I buy, I don't have to show, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just me, I'm April, to have them, that's it, finish. Hey, basta. What piece of clothing, uh, you know, not every woman can afford something expensive, and even you said you can look chic and stuff that's, that's, you know, not expensive, but if a woman was to really invest money in a single piece, is there an object or an item of clothing you think that they should really actually put some more money into? Chanel bag, the classic. Oh, yeah, I agree. Then I guess the next question I have is, who is your favorite designer, living or dead? Azin Alaya. Why Azadine? He was one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. And, Love. And, and he could just, you saw that he loved women and the shape of women and what mm-hmm. he put together. He was yeah. a real couturier. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love. And, uh, and uh, the intelligence, the smart end, and the funny, funny, funniest person in the world. Yeah. I he love was my dear, dear, dear friend. 
Uh, next question is, what trend will you never follow? I never follow any trend. I hate trend. And when I look at collection, I know exactly what all the magazines are going to do. Mm -hmm. Because you look at just three or four designers and you know that every story they are going to do. I have never followed trend in my entire life. Do you think trends still exist? I feel like... And I never think trend was existing. I don't care. It's not because I don't leave the skirt that are long that it's a trend. Who cares? A woman has to look the best the way she is. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a, a lady, a little... A, a, uh, I don't want to tell big. It's not because it's suddenly a short skirt that she have to, she's going to move to a short skirt. I think mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The woman should know what she looks the best always. Mm -hmm. So fashion is going, not going to change the way I mean, that it should not change. She can adapt. But I think trend is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I agree. Trend right. is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's when you find... Nothing is demodé. It's mm -hmm. just the way you, you wear the things. That's it. Finish. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's something to be said when you're younger and you're experimenting and trying different things, but I think once you find what you feel right yes. in, then... Yes. And you know, at 18 years old, you can do anything. Yeah, agreed. And after, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right, final question. What do you love most about fashion? I don't know how to explain, but it's, it's my life. I love. I, I love. I love. I don't know how to explain this. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful talking to you. Lovely seeing you, darling. <laughs> Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.